everybody. Welcome to another episode of You, you Died. Died. That was cool, actually. <laughs> I'm so happy we finally reached this episode. This is the whole reason why this podcast is called You Died. Uh, I mean, it's Dark Souls, but yes, you died because we... <laughs> anyway, I'm Victoria, here with Ravi as always, and we have a special guest today. We have Yondan Latsu with us, the chief news editor at the South China Morning Post, and also... A notorious outlaw. Howdy. And hi, Mom. Because <laughs> <laughs> we are here to talk about Red Dead Redemption 2. This is our final Red Dead Redemption 2 podcast because we've really? all finally finished you the game. You think so? You really think this is our last one? Well, I mean, you guys so- are slow, man. No, I've been waiting for him forever. Yeah, she's been waiting for me, in fairness. She has been waiting for me. But he you've can't been doing... focus. He can't focus. He needs to play like five games at once. That's why. But you guys, you, you've done a like, really nerd deep dive, right? You're, you're going into all the canon and uh, all the little details and the <laughs> easter eggs and everything i just finished the game put it put it this way uh, i looked at the wiki the other day and there was stuff that i knew that wasn't in there Ooh. wow yeah so stuff like that okay no um, doubt he's but, been reading a lot like he's been crying as well and whining about it every day yeah whining about it every as soon as i give her a play-by-play of what's happening <laughs> like when i get to certain bits and because it's like i finished it right and he's like, you know, and he had like flashbacks. Yeah, flashbacks of like, I can't believe Dutch killed Cornwall. Stuff like that. You guys are talking about the single player, right? Right, right now we're talking about the single player. But okay. I want to talk to you about the multiplayer because you play the multiplayer religiously. <laughs> Not religiously, but I like to play it. But I have to tell you, I mean, before, before we even go further, it sucks. Because just last <laughs> night, last night I logged in for a few hours, right? As soon as I logged in, as soon as you zone in, and before you've even registered in the game, and your character is not even able to move because you're still zoning in, somebody shot me. <laughs> and then shot my horse too. I mean, okay, wait, shooting wait, me is someone, one thing. If someone shoots your horse, do you not get it back? Then it disappears. And then uh, you have to whistle like an idiot for a while. Uh, it says you get a message saying it's in the stable somewhere. And then they uh, sometimes send that scrawny nag across. <laughs> that thing, I just want to kill it as soon as it arrives, uh, even if it's animal cruelty. You know, like it's some sad, sorry, donkey-looking thing, because somebody shot my horse as soon as I logged in. That's probably the most insulting thing I think you can do in Red Dead Online is shoot someone's horse. Yeah, actually, no, shoot someone's horse and leave them alive, because then you just you gotta <laughs> walk, great. you gotta yeah. Yeah. I mean, they 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 shoot everyone in the game, right? They're shooting women uh, suffragettes there, you know that kind of stuff. But don't shoot my horse, man. You know, I, I really take care of my horse. No, Don't I'm, shoot the horse. No, I'm not saying shoot the suffragettes, <laughs> but I'm not as upset by it as somebody shooting my horse. Well, shooting your horse affects you personally. Yes. And then I'm taking care of that damn thing. And you, know, you have to buy all that oat cakes and those things cost money, right? So Horse meal. You got to like, well, speaking of oat cakes, what, anyway, anyway, what are you I eating? S- I, I sidetracked the discussion. You, you're talking about the single player. So. Well, let's start by talking about the multiplayer because we just had a whole bunch of changes announced today. Mm. Um mm. With, with with regard to like trying to cut down on griefing, you wrote a whole piece for the SCMP about griefing. Yeah, do you want to explain to? I mean, do a do a uh, um, does our audience need to understand this concept of gr- griefing first? Maybe you want to explain that first. Sure, griefing is basically people being. I'm trying not to swear. <clears throat> jerks, jerks online to other people. That's a good word. I was going for something far more sweary than that. Hmm. Mother forker, something like that. Like you just said, you literally just spawned and they killed you. It's that sort of thing. They don't really get anything out of it other than their own enjoyment of ruining your day. 
That's what griefing is. Yeah, literally. So basically, it's just a bunch of players who get off on just killing other players and not letting them enjoy the game. So okay, you know, help, the game... help help someone like me first. Like I've never been on the Red Dead Online um, gameplay. So tell me why you go online, to, if not to shoot other people. I don't okay. understand the point of online. Okay, so look, I finished the single. By the way, in the single player game, the, the answer to question is your question is very simple. Did you just shoot everyone in the game, or did you actually play? That would stop, be Shay. Did you did no. you stop to enjoy the scenery? Did you stop to fish, hunt? You know, enjoy the the whole world rather than whoever you see, you want to shoot it. How did you play the game, right? Well, the only reason why I didn't shoot everybody is because I didn't want to pay for bounties. So Otherwise, she... you'd much rather. I mean, they're there okay. for the shooting. Okay, look, look. to be fair, there is a lobby. I mean, there is a system in this game for people who just like to shoot each other, right? So you can just jump in into the showdown missions, the gun mm -hmm. rush missions. Mm -hmm. You go in there and just you shoot the hell out of each other, right? The, the free world is, it's a combination. You can shoot, right? But you can also hunt and fish and enjoy this incredibly beautifully crafted game, right? But all they want to do is go in there and shoot. So there are people like me who like to enjoy the scenery, who like to play the missions. I don't want to shoot somebody as soon as I see him, right? And that's all they do. They just shoot, shoot, shoot. Anyway, so uh, the, what we've had is uh, this latest update from Rock, Rockstar, the game developer. And this is their fix. It's brilliant. It's absolute genius on how to stop this uh, griefing business. So basically, you have a little mini-map, and that's your radar, and you have little blips there indicating the presence of other players. So right now, literally how people like me are playing is... You log into the game, you zone in, you're surrounded by, you know, homicidal maniacs, right? Hundreds of them, right? All around you. And you look for the furthermost corner of the map, and then you take your horse there, and then you play the game in peace and quiet, right? So here's so, the irony so the solution, is, yeah, the solution, you're playing a multiplayer game yeah. by avoiding all the other players. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, <laughs> it's, that, it's that ridiculous. But and I'll answer your question later, Victoria, about why do I play it. But anyway, just explaining this uh, bit of genius here going on here. So... So these little pink dots on your map, on your little mini-map, are the indicators of uh, the presence of other players. And you avoid them because they're going to shoot you. They're all out to kill you. So you go somewhere else and play, right? So what's the solution to it now? They just announced it today. It's going to take effect end of the month. The little pink dots, the, the blips that indicate other players, will no longer be visible, right? So basically now, anywhere you go in, there could be a bunch of people. So, you know, you, you go hunting and fishing and you look at an empty town and say, oh, let me go there and let me sell my fish and animal skins. And then you go in there and you have 100 people playing, you know, 20 gunfights at OK Corral. That's the solution to griefing. But to answer your question, because I finished the single player game, there's nothing more to do. I'm feeling lonely. So I'm on the multiplayer game to play with other people. The, the problem How do you is play with other people. You join posses, you know, you mm. join a group, you do missions together. But then again, again, griefing is so toxic. You join a posse, you get an invite from, uh, you know, some people to join a posse. You join a posse. You know what they do? They disband the posse immediately and then they shoot everyone. Oh. <laughs> that kind of griefing goes. I That's see. the fun. I see. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we know from playing with other people online. This is why I don't really like playing online games with other people, which is one of the reasons I haven't really got into Red Dead Online. That and I find the intro really slow because, mm. you know, you've played... Red Dead Online came out, what, a month after Red Dead came out? So you've played the game enough to know how it works, you know all the systems, and then you get into online and it's like, this is a horse. You can ride horses places. And I'm like, I don't have time for this. Let me get on with the game. That was what turned you off? It's just yeah. a couple of hours. It's just a couple of hours. And then, it's okay, a couple of hours! Guys, guys, listen. The, the, this goes back to your question again. What's the fun of playing online? Because online there, there is a reward system, which is you rank up. So you know, once you finish the single-player game, all you're doing is just roaming around in a pretty much dead world, because uh, you, except... 
some things that you missed along the way, right? You you haven't hunted all the legendary animals, that kind of stuff. But other than that, it's it's finished. There's nothing more that will happen. You're not, you're not reaching an end of a story. There's no mission. There's there's nothing much going on. Online, because you're ranking up, you're getting more powerful, you're getting stronger, you're getting more skills, you know, those loadout cards, the ability uh, cards. Yeah. Okay. So there's uh-huh. incentive. Okay. What are the best loadout cards? Ravi, you must think I'm an ultimate nerd to remember the names of the loadout Ravi, cards. Ravi, you must think I'm an ultimate nerd like you. Okay, here's the other it's bit. What? Two weeks ago, he was telling me, you got to get to this level so you can get all the <laughs> unlock, all the card slots and you can have this card in place. Okay, okay. You are okay. the reason why I knew about the varmint rifle and the this and that and the oh. perfect pelt. And you are the reason. Did you guys get my uh, take my advice on the strapping two sawn-off shotguns instead of two revolvers? That was advice that you gave to Shay yes. and I did take it, yes. That's That rocks. That rocks. That rocks. Yeah. It does. Uh, I really like it when um, you're in one of the train missions towards the end of the single player game because it's all it's all tight combat, right? Everyone's r- right around you, so you can you can see their heads blow off when you blow their heads off. It's you, great. You, you like that? Huh? Uh, that's why you have the dual shotguns, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, but okay, anyway, I don't know the names of the loadout cards, uh, the exact names, but there's one card that basically lets you uh, continue your dead eye for a much longer time. Um, there's one card that um, Sorry if I'm not the super nerd anyway. I'm sure there'll be people listening saying, you don't even know that much. Yeah, sorry, I don't. But anyway, there's a card that uh, extends your dead eye when, when, you're, you know, when you're shooting somebody. And when that somebody is shooting back at you because of the dead eye, it o- offers you some kind of protection. Oh. So you don't get one shot. You know? Then there's another one. There's another loadout card that uh, when you use, somebody uh, f- shoots you in the head, your hat takes the hit and your hat flies off. You get one That's more. That's cute. Yeah, that kind of stuff. So those are that is a really useful set of loadout cars against griefers, yes, yeah. yes. But also can be kind of frustrating because it feel like. How expensive are these cards, by the way? The first ones are okay, but then you have to upgrade them to rank two to rank three, and then they get really expensive, really expensive. It's funny because um, the thing that I find frustrating about that, though, in turn, is if I go online now, everyone's already got those damn cards. Yeah. So. I'm like, oh, cool, there's a guy up there. I can snipe him. I got him. Then his hat takes the hit. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, damn it. Just about to kill Yondon. <laughs> it's too expensive. I mean, buying all this protection. But seriously, I mean, you know, I work hard all day long to earn money. <laughs> and then at night I log into this game. And then I got to work hard to make some more money to survive. <laughs> because they don't have the exploit in this game like they did with the single player. Which yeah. you, How much money did you make in the single player from that exploit? <laughs> uh, about... The, the, the well, just to remind people, there was a glitch very in the first version of the game where you could get unlimited gold bars from a certain town, um, which I did to the tune of like 15 grand, but I think. It, did it even help? I didn't do it and it didn't change my gameplay. Well, don't forget, you did just say that you don't want to pay off bounties. Here uh, you can have unlimited bounties to pay off. It doesn't no, plus, matter. Plus I turned every uh, single true. weapon gold. Oh, I did too. All yeah. gold plated, you know, that kind of stuff. You can D- do with the did it help the stats of the weapon? No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> but I never had to worry about money. I would like to play a game and not have to worry about money. I'm doing that in real life. <laughs> Something tells me you guys don't like like The Sims. <laughs> <sighs> not at all. I mean, really. I did at the very start only to like... Clubhouses. Well, just to find ways to torture The Sims. I sound really awful, by the way. But yeah, I mean... <laughs> that was the fun of the game, right? It was when you trapped him in a house with no doors or... No, having a, a successful with, life. It, never mind. No, okay. it was when you had a swimming pool with no ladder and they couldn't climb out of the pool because they needed a ladder. So then they drown and die. Surely you understand. You with the gold-plated guns. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> hey, Ravi, you, you know, 
since you strike me as a bit of a psycho when I'm talking to you now, <laughs> what's the sickest thing you've done in the game? Ooh. Uh, that's a good question. Um, probably stuff like, you know, you'd hogtie someone, put them in front of the train tracks, oncoming oh. trains, stuff like that. Nothing, nothing that really... Was a, that was a badge in the original Red Dead. It was an achievement. It was disappointing right. it wasn't in this one. Um, <laughs> I, there was one I did, the, I did the other night where... Um, have you guys, you guys been to Strawberry? Mm-hmm. Of course you have. You played the single player. Um, you hear the hotel guy talks about the mayor of Strawberry all the time. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, okay, what's the deal with this mayor? Why do they keep bringing him up? What's his story? So I watched him give a lecture, and you can't really interact with him, and then he walks upstairs in the hotel and just sits there. So I shot him. Uh, shot him, looted him. He has this really sad... He has a, he has a sad story, actually. He has like a letter he's carrying from his family because uh, he ran away from the civilization on the East Coast living Strawberry. But it's a story you only discover after you kill him. There is no way to do this so otherwise. So you need to add that to the wiki, obviously. I don't think anybody no, else No, that, that was on the wiki. That was on the wiki. But, uh, but, but then, then I took his body. Uh, I rented a hotel room. I took his body. I put it on the bed in the room. But it wouldn't go on the bed for whatever reason. I thought I'd hide it there and be like, oh, no, he passed away in his sleep with a gunshot. <laughs> but, um, but for some reason, he won't actually go on the bed. So he's floating above the bed like Sigourney Weaver in Ghostbusters. I don't. I, I was looking at it and going, "This is really weird." I'm bored now. I'm gonna go kill someone else. Is the, was the floating like just a blip, uh, a glitch? Yeah. Oh. I guess because Arthur is supposed to use that bed to sleep in, therefore no other person can inhabit the bed. Otherwise, when you then go to sleep, you someone's already in your bed. The multiplayer, they have to fix a lot of stuff. I mean, they're they're, they're doing all kinds of stuff, but there's there are so many things that they haven't attended to. So. Some of the missions are broken. You know, you, you pick up a mission from, a, from an NPC and nothing happens. Or uh, the horse bonding. And then you've got to work to make your horse love you and, uh, you know, not yeah. bolt at the side of a Snake. You know, rabbit on the ground, right? So all that kind of stuff. I keep getting messages saying level one horse bonding reached. I'm saying, <laughs> how much bonding do I have to do with this damn thing? Is it because someone that's keeps shooting your horse? Yeah, that's because you keep losing your horse. Oh, yeah, it could be with people shooting them. I don't think it reverts to zero, though, right? I don't know what the technicality is. It, yeah, I don't know. But what a great game. I mean, on the whole, don't you think? It's, it's, it's probably the best Ravi, game I've ever played. tell him how you cried. You cried? <laughs> I, I didn't cry. Um, but I, I really liked... Um, I liked the, more, the more I think about how it went and how it ended, I like it. The thing I don't really... The thing that troubles me is actually that very last mission. The very last mission is a spectacular mission. As a player, I loved it. I fucking loved it. It was great, right? You had awesome music. You're on top of the snowy mountain, right? You get revenge against that. It was like that. wave after wave of things to shoot. Yeah. 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 You yeah. get revenge against that, that rat, Micah. Micah, hey, yeah. Scarface, right? Hate that guy. There's a guy, and did you guys watch the series Deadwood? Yeah, no. bits of it. So the guy who uh, killed uh, Wild Bill Hickok. That that Micah guy reminds me of that actor. It's very <laughs> like very smarmy and slimy. Slimy. Yeah. You just want to shoot it. Mm. Um, but here's the thing: the problem with that last mission is that last mission to me doesn't really fit what happens. There's no. It just comes out of nowhere. The there's no search for Micah. You just you just you get hit with it. You're farming. You're doing other random shit. You hit with it. Secondly, like as you see from the end credits, that leads to John's death in Red Dead One. And as uh, you guys finished with High Honor, right? Yeah. As Charles says when you're riding there, Arthur wouldn't want revenge. He's going up there in the name of Arthur to get revenge, but Arthur doesn't actually want revenge. So it's funny because as a player, it's a wonderful mission. I love it. I love that we've had it. But in terms of the story, I felt bad thinking, should we be doing this? 
isn't this exactly what is not supposed to happen? It's really clever, you know, really, really clever storytelling and uh, character development. I mean, why, why, don't, why doesn't somebody make a movie of this? It'll be far better than any Western movie out there right now. I mean, it could be a whole series, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. One question I have for you guys about it is when, in, I'm sorry, in looking at the storytelling and looking at the way we played it differently, like you raced through it pretty much, right? You raced through doing all the story missions. I wanted well. to finish it so I could write about it. That was the main thing. Okay. So, so I missed a lot of I the I wanted to stuff. finish it so I could boast about it on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how many like the side missions, how many other stuff did you guys like? And, and like I loved the, the Charlotte the Widow mission. It was just so sweet. And I, I actually really expected her to give up the life like um, after the first and move away well move back to the city this is from somebody who prefers to shoot everyone but she found this person so sweet (laughs) so you didn't shoot this one I did not shoot her but I was disappointed that they didn't like you know kill her hook up do you did you do the Charlotte missions the widow Uh, yeah I think so the widow up in the north corner so what's interesting about it actually because she's the one who's like husband passes away and she doesn't know how to fend for herself and then he teaches her how to hunt and then he teaches her how to like you know skin a I don't remember this character oh my god so here's here's the funny thing like this is what irritates me about this game as well by the way it's really clever how this game manages the whole um, Arthur and John dynamic so because you never met her if you go there now as John Marston you meet her for for, for the first time as a young woman oh if you um, only do one of her missions, like you don't actually teach her how to hunt, you just say hi to her or whatever. When you go back to her house as John, she's dead. You just oh, find a corpse. No. Because she does not know how to hunt for herself, she can't fend for herself. Arthur never taught her. Is this, Amazing. Is this the point where you cried? No. <laughs> <laughs> because I saved her, she was fine. I went back later as John and she's A, she survived, B, she's clearly wearing like an animal skin that she hunted herself. It's a great, cool little bit just showing how that is the cool. difference Arthur made. I didn't even know that, you know, if you because I, I played with high honor. I didn't even know that uh, if you ended the game with low honor, um, Arthur dies face down in the mud. I oh, didn't know that. Because oh. Micah shoots him. No, but I mean, like, as opposed to being able to roll over and look at the sunset and mm. die that way. That's the high honor way <laughs> of dying. Well, because the high honor way of dying is tuberculosis. <laughs> the low honor way of dying is murder. For me, like what I think was what I think is really interesting is that the other ways they tell stories as well. And I think like I love how every little random abandoned shack has a story, right? Right. But I hate that every time I go into an abandoned shack, someone shoots at me. It freaks me. It just makes me. It just startles me. How is someone shooting at you? Is an abandoned? No, you go shack. in, not abandoned, but like okay, a couple of times. Every time I went into a house, there were people in the basement that would like get uh, get a shock and start shooting at you. You know, they would have a lot of money on them. So it was a like, really nice payoff to shoot them back. But still. Did you guys notice also how uh, aggressive everyone... Forget about the, the other players. I'm talking about the actual NPCs, the non-player characters. How aggressive they are. Yeah. So, so when you're riding past them, if you, if you crash into them with a horse, they kill you, right? And then when you're riding past, you're feeling friendly because it's you know, a lovely like, prairie hi, sunset. Hi, hi. And yeah, yeah, you want to say hello as you go past. And then it's like... No closer, don't come any closer, or something like that, or, or you know, I, I want to be alone. They're so aggressive. And then sometimes you kind of uh, forget yourself and that you're just playing a game and you think, okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> how, about, how about eating some lead from my, you know, from my two sawn off shotguns? <laughs> so I actually, I actually ended up killing a lot of people by merely riding my horse into them, accidentally, of course, at high speed into their horse, and their horse topples over them. I think I was telling you at one point, 
It happened three times in like ten minutes. I just kept riding. I guess I wasn't watching where I was going. I'd smack into someone. Their horse would fall on them. They'd die. And I'd be like, oh, loot their corpse. <laughs> no, but then you get a low honor for that, do you? you get yeah, like yeah, but I mean, you can build honor up really easily. Plus, there are rewards for everything. So you get uh, rewards for looting corpses as well. They're, those are all experience rewards. Huh. So how many you know, plants you uh, pick up, how many fish you kill, how many players you loot, that kind of stuff. <laughs> okay, I cried after Red Dead 1, but I didn't cry after Red Dead 2. But you felt differently, right? Like you thought Red Dead 2 was a lot more emotional at the end. Sorry, what happened at the end of Red Dead 1? I've forgotten now. At the end of Red Dead 1, John gets killed. He sends his family away uh, to safety. And then he gets shot by... He walks out of the barn and gets shot. Oh, brutally. And then his son avenges him. His son that avenges him, yeah. Little, so that little, little boy grows up to be a gunfighter as well. Yeah. Despite Arthur's... Uh, despite Arthur's, despite John's. Mm. Like, I think the, the good line about it is he avenges the father who didn't want to be avenged. It's such a great story. They've got to make a movie out of this. Maybe an HBO series or, you know, even I Netflix. Know. Yeah. Really good. They really have to, seriously. So the because thing they, is, they're scraping the bottom of the barrel with all these shows that are coming out. I mean, here's a great one. Get cracking. Well, here's, here's an amazing ready-made story. Yeah. Now, you feel differently about one of the main characters than almost anyone because you actually love Dutch. Do you not love Dutch? No. Not the way you do. <laughs> I, I liked Sadie. I thought Sadie was cool. Sadie's yes, awesome. I like Sadie too. I like Sadie too. But tell us about your love of Dutch. Why do you love the villain so much? He's not the villain. <laughs> Listen to me. We don't want to kill any of you, but trust me, we will. He's a complete villain. He's the guy, he's the guy with a plan who never had a plan, remember? I think he has a plan. What's, What's the plan? <laughs> What's the plan? To do nothing, to just keep saying I have a plan. I think his whole thing is that he started out trying to protect everybody and he was like the father figure. And then along the way, he got paranoid because of all the betrayal. And then... He got paranoid that people were not on his side. And then it's just very difficult to lead a group of people who are not believers. But the betrayal makes it sound like it was an external factor that caused him to change when actually he's the one who provokes the betrayal by being an ass. I mean, I can see how he snapped with the Cornwall thing. But like, in general, I feel like he yearns to do right by the gang. So then you should have been happy with the ending because Dutch doesn't die, right? No, because he, Dutch he dies and walks away into the Red snow. Red Dead 1, yeah. D Dutch is then Red Dead 1. Yeah. Okay, I'm complete amnesia. Actually, what's really funny, I rewatched the ending scene of Red Dead, or the ending of Dutch in Red Dead 1, and when Arthur, well, not Arthur, when John corners him, yeah. first thing he says is, I got a plan, John. And John's like, you always got a plan, Dutch. I got a plan, John. You always got a plan, Dutch. So see, the plan is the joke, right? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Fine. But like, I remember not liking him at all in Red Dead 1, obviously, because he's the bad guy. He, there's, no, there's no dimension to him. He's just like the guy, the ultimate big fish that you have to kill at the end. But like in Red Dead 2, it's like, you know, he raised you and then he kind of, when his voice cracks like that, I think I like him because his voice is so nice. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the, the bit where, um, where Arthur meets up with the Indian chief's son. What's his name? Eagle Flies. Uh, Rainsfall? No, Rainsfall to death? Yeah. Eagle and flies. Eagle, that, eagle flies. That's the point where Arthur really turns, right? Because he sees he was an angry, disenfranchised young man who Dutch mm. turned. And he sees how easily Dutch turns other guys like that. And he's like, oh, wait a minute. This. Fine. Yeah, I me. saw that bit. And it was very like, he was like, oh, you're using them, blah, blah, blah. 
this again is you know such a great uh, such great storytelling right? they they tap into this whole thing about the exploitation of uh, native americans mm, that's true it's great stuff yeah it's it's on the one hand people think of it as just as a game you strap on guns and you shoot the hell out of each other but it's actually very intelligent is it's very creative it's just brilliant did you read about how the actual pinkerton um, agency <laughs> yes. wanted to like Want to tell them to sue them or something? Ask them yeah, to because of the yeah, that was nonsense. Because Pinkerton <laughs> is not a brand name; it's a, it's a it's a historical name, right? You know this detective agency. So the use of the uh, you know yeah. the, the the depiction of the Pinkertons and the use of all the Pinkertons in the movie because they're completely villains in this game, right? And I don't know. This was just an attention grabbing thing or whatever. There's no way it's going to pan out in a court of law. It was I such an attention grabbing thing. I didn't know the Pinkertons still existed. I know. I didn't even know they they were around. Really? To say this stuff. Really? To do this. You, didn't, yeah. you knew they existed still? Think so it's an agency. Yeah, just like the Wells Fargo company. It still exists, right? Uh, <laughs> That's true. Okay, fair enough. Um, one, one of the things I wanted to talk about with the storytelling was, but I love also how it's not just like cutscenes and missions. There's also all these other little ambient ways that it's told. And one of the things is, actually, did you guys, as John in the epilogue, go back to the Indian reservation? Um, I, no. I haven't done any of that. I'm still trying to hunt all the legendary animals. That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm, I need to catch up on my legendary animals. Now. Mm-hmm. Slackers! I already killed all the animals. But, but I don't want to fish. I don't want to fish. No, all not the fish. The fish, the fish sucks. Is, but it's funny because um, you know they were kicked off their land because they were drilling for oil, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You go back there, it's empty. There's one like abandoned oil derrick. There was no oil there. Ooh. And that's a bit of story that you just don't get unless you explore the world and see the world. And that's what I really like about the game is. All these ways that it layers stuff in. Did you guys go back and loot Micah, by the way? I did not. He no. remains to be looted and he has a really good gun. So really? You, you should go back for his gun. I have to go oh. all the way back up there? All right, fine. It's, it's worth it to see his dead body again. Hey, by the way, I, I ran into that wolf man, finally. Oh, you found the wolf yeah, man? Yeah, yeah. But uh, he was protected by a couple of wolves. I, I think I shot one of the wolves and then he disappeared. I couldn't find him. Oh. oh um, if you go into the cave and get his journal, he attacks you. So oh. he's hiding until you get his journal. Where's the cave? Oh, he should be protected by the wolves in the cave. No, this was just random. I was just riding from oh. one mission to the other and I came across him in the jungle. So. Oh, okay. oh. Yeah, no, I followed him back to his cave. Uh, <laughs> and then... Of I, course you did. But again, this, this, is my one, this is my one problem with the game. So much of the story is told when after you kill someone and loot them. So I didn't know what to do. There was no, there's no other interaction That's right. Option. I don't loot anybody because of the honor thing. There's no other interaction option for me, so I killed. But honor's so you're not looting anyone because you don't want to lose honor. Yeah. Honor's very easy to gain. You just uh, say hi to everybody. No, yeah, say hi to everybody, and you catch some fish and chuck them back into into the river or whatever. <sighs> oh, really? That's that, such gives, a drag. that gives you honor. Yeah, that gives you honor. Yeah. Um, you know how I lost honor once? I killed so many animals that I lost honor for just indiscriminately murdering crocodiles. You deserve that. Right? I thought it's okay to do that. Okay, crocodiles are dicks, though. Crocodiles. Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, they're, I mean, but they, they, give you, they give you that big game meat, though, right? At this point, I had like 60 big game meat. I couldn't be bothered to skin <laughs> them anymore. Oh, is that because you're carrying that massive bag that can fit everything? <laughs> the Legends bag, yeah. Legend of the East. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, couldn't, I could never get that bag when in the game. But now that in the epilogue, you can just buy it. I was like, what? I was looking for it. It's, it says you, you can just, get it in the epilogue, but where, where is it? I couldn't find just it. Just buy it from any fence. It's ridiculous. Oh. Yeah, so you know how I the fence... I was so annoyed. No, so, but you have to buy all the bags first. So there's like, it's, it's modular, right? You have to oh, buy okay. the bag of the animals and then the bag of the tonics and then the bag of the this. And then after you buy all four bags, they're like, now you may buy the legendary East, Legend of the East bag. Or oh, that's perfect because I'll have a good laugh at you, Ravi, when I buy that bag because I didn't work for it at all. <laughs> but I mean... I, I Donald Trump Jr. my way through the game, right? 
you murder and skin every animal you get to, and then you're in the bag. It's fine. <laughs> but also then I was able to carry like tons of um, meat for the last Arthur mission because, you know, Arthur in his last mission is just, he's useless, right? He's useless. <laughs> he's, he's coughing. and He's uh, coughing. He's dying. So just continually ate meat. And that's how you survive that, right? I was hoping to get gold, which usually happens when you don't eat any power-ups or whatever. So I didn't eat. Ridiculous. You, you know, you you lose weight, right? I was very underweight, apparently. I didn't even know till like maybe three quarters into the game. I happened to look at it and I was like, I'm underweight? Huh? It's, I didn't even know. There's some really interesting moments. Like, you know, you imagine, right? So uh, it's too much hard work, you know. So what I was doing was I was just eating plants for a while. Because, <laughs> you know, you have, to, so you, have to, like, you have to kill an animal, you got to skin it and you got to cook, cook it. it. Yeah. Right? Or you have to buy it and money's hard to come by. It's hard, you know, so... I was going, uh, you know, uh, budget vegetarian. Well, and money's hard to come by, says the guy who had so much money he could have paid no, off that the was gang's debts immediately. Dude, no, no, that was, a, that was an exploit for the single player game. You can't do that in the Oh, in sorry, the multiplayer. multiplayer, sorry. Yeah. So anyway, when you eat too much of uh, plants, you Take actually a get, a, no, you get a message saying uh, you've eaten enough. Uh, the effects will last oh, for right. several days or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Maybe not in the exact words, but you get that message. That's amazing. That's uh, the, that's who knew being a vegetarian cowboy actually had advantages. <laughs> uh, I got I got the last couple of questions for you guys. Sure. One of them is um, about one of the criticisms I've seen about the story of this game is about it. The ending diminishes Arthur. The ending kind of makes it feel like this is just the whole thing is just set up for John's story. Like Arthur is not the main character really. It's actually John because. The whole thing was for John to have a good life and to set up Red Dead 1. No, really? Do you agree with it? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so too. I think, in fact, it magnifies Arthur's, uh, you know, role in the in, in the whole game and in the whole story. The guy's like a Christ-like figure, right? He, the outlaw with a conscience, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. And him setting up everything for the character who takes over at the end after he dies... That makes him all the more noble and all the more, I don't know, godlike, I suppose. Legendary. Because that's also the point where I think Dutch turns, right? Because in the ending, I think Dutch says, uh, I mean, Micah says something like, we won. And, uh, you know, Dutch looks and is like, we didn't win. Look look at all this. It's The, the, gang's, the gang's gone. See? People are dying. Okay, that's his one little bit. That's, it's like saying Darth Vader is good because he kills the emperor. Like, no, Darth Vader is still a dick. He means to be. I mean, he just lost his way. <laughs> <laughs> the last question I have for you guys is what is your like, craziest, weirdest Red Dead story? What's the weirdest, like... Because there's so many weird things that happen in this game. There's so many bizarre things. Like, I mean, I was in Saint-Denis, uh, and I literally, I just brushed past the dude. I didn't knock him over nothing. And then I turn around, and there's, a, like, there's 20 red blips on the map coming for me. <laughs> so I'm like... What the hell? What the hell? So I start running, and eventually I start running into a police station. I run into the police station. I'm like, ah, I'm safe here. No problem. I turn around, one of the guys comes in and punches me in the face right next to the police chief. <laughs> hey, this is going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be part of the new game mechanics, though. Uh, Anti-griefing measures. You know, the stuff I, I was moaning about. Mm -hmm. Other than that, also, if you start killing too many players... Then your your blip becomes darker, and then the NPCs and other players can come after you. Oh, like hmm. okay. So you can experience that for yourself, in online, <laughs> except for the other players. What is? It? I forgot your last question. Don't you? Well, so what's the craziest, maddest, like sort of things that have happened to you in the game? Ah, okay. So 
Game-wise, yeah, there, there, there were lots of great moments. But the, the, the one moment I really remember didn't involve the actual game. It involved, as usual, the players, right? So as a result of this, I've stopped uh, using uh, the microphone. I've, I've switched off the sound because I don't want to listen to the other players. Because you ever, I was in this uh, PvP mission with another player, a couple of other players, like one of the showdown series. And this guy was so sore about being shot every time he got shot that he would swear at the world and, you know, you know, all kinds of stuff. And this was this constant barrage of abuse coming at me from my TV while playing this game. And there are people like that. I was, I was just thinking, if you're so stressed out and you take every death so badly, <laughs> why play the game? Why play? So anyway, I switched off the whole sound system because I don't want to listen to these guys. This is a topic for a different podcast, but I don't talk usually uh, in online games because it attracts a different kind of abuse to speak with a uh, yes. woman's voice. Yes, woman player, yes, true. Mm. But anyway. What's the weirdest thing that happened to you in the game? Um, this is more of a glitch than a thing that happened in the game. But I remember going into um, an abandoned house and there was... Um, there was a, a staircase that would take you to the basement. And once I hit the basement, I know there were two guys there. They were like playing cards or something. They stood up, but the entire house became a wireframe. And I could see like everything. Like I could see like where all the money was in the chest and the this and that. And uh, I could tell like, I don't know how, but I could tell which objects um, were more opaque and which objects I could like hide behind versus the objects that, yeah, didn't work. So it was like this weird, and then I switched on um, Dead Eye and then just shot them. But then the house stayed a wireframe until I left. That was really weird. So only the house is a wireframe? Yeah. That's so weird. Some kind of graphic glitch maybe. I guess, but, but it was crazy. And I could see outside of the house, it was a wireframe. So I could see the grass and the, I was obviously in a pit, I was in the basement. So I could see the mud and the, it was nuts. It's like she entered the Matrix or something. Mm. Yeah. She saw the system. Actually, it was like the end of like, you know, like Assassin's Creed when you reach the boundary of the map and it becomes like a wireframe. Assassin's Creed 1, 2? Anyway. They all blend into one. You don't mandibore. like Assassin's Creed, but never mind. We'll talk about that. I, I like the, the first couple, but uh, after that, I got bored. I know. But so okay. let's wrap it up by just asking, what's the next game for you? After Red Dead, oh. once you're done with online, what are you going to next? Oh, easy peasy. Uh, Resident Evil 2, the remake. I already have it. <laughs> but after Red Dead, it feels quite lame. So, so another game with shotguns, basically. Yeah, but you know, zombies. <laughs> By the way, they might, uh, you know, usually in these expansion packs, they do zombies. So Red Dead might have a zombie expansion as well. So right, right, they like did that for Nightmare. Red Dead. Yeah, Undead, right. Um, my next game, which I'm already playing now, is Breath of the Wild, which was, it's an old game. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's old. It's like a year old. Um, it's on the Switch because Ravi peer pressured me into buying a Switch. I didn't want to because it's bad to like accumulate too many things. But anyway, I have a Switch now and I really like Breath of the Wild. I've heard great things about that. I know. It's another humongous open world game. So here we are. It is beyond excellent, that game. But it's funny that you talk about bad to accumulate too much things because that foreshadowing here might be the topic of our next podcast. Mm -hmm. That's a good time to leave it. Yondan, thank you so much for joining us today, man. You're welcome. Adios. Adios. See you guys next time.